the aim of this episode is to support people who are thinking of eating more plant-based or who are already plant-based and want to make sure they're doing all they can to live in a healthy way. Food is such a personal and individual choice, but it is good to get educated as food affects you on so, so many levels. If you're going down the plant-based route, think about food on a spectrum. So foods that you eat more of, foods you eat sometimes, and foods you eat less of, rather than thinking of foods in terms of good and bad. Progress over perfection is what you should be aiming for. I was vegan for three years, and I'm very grateful for the experience because it taught me a lot about where the food that I eat comes from. Even though I now eat animal products, I'm much more conscious about what I eat, primarily organic, grass-fed animal products, the best I can find, so the animal is raised to the highest standards of welfare that money can buy. And I try to eat as much of the whole animal as possible so that less of it goes to waste. I also eat tons of plants as well, and for me personally, I feel better eating this way. Welcome to The Practice of Health with me, Charlie Tunmore, where I share my honest journey to become a health coach and I empower you to take ownership of your own health. I explore all areas of holistic health, nutrition, movement, sleep, thinking, hydration, breathing, and much more. I am currently studying the Institute for Integrated Nutrition Health Coach Program. I manage a yoga studio in London, and I'm a jiu-jitsu purple belt. Hello everyone, Charlie here. I'm recording this podcast from a new location. I've just moved to South East London and there is a lot more nature about. My new housemates know a fair amount about gardening and I'm really looking forward to learning more about how to grow fruits and vegetables and hopefully showing you uh, some of this as well. And yeah, I'm so excited to have my very good friend Alex Manousos on this episode. That's M-A-N-O-U-S-O-S. I've had a lot of good experiences with Alex. He's a great outlook on life, lots of energy, and is super inspirational to be around. Alex and I met whilst training jiu-jitsu. He is also a purple belt and a very, very good one. I've been on Alex's podcast three times already, and he's one of the main reasons why I created the podcast in the first place. He definitely encouraged me to start it. Alex is also the owner of Plant Power Meals, which is a plant-based meal service located in the reception of Diesel Gym London, and that's where I train jiu-jitsu. I've had some of the meals, snacks, and juices that Alex offers, and they are nutritious and super tasty. The Alex Manusas podcast is on all of the usual podcast platforms, and on Instagram, at Alex Manusas podcast. Plant Power Meals is at Plant Power Meals on Instagram, and Alex's personal Instagram page is Alex Manusas PT. I've put all the links in the show notes for you. This is episode 19, plant-based. This week on the Institute for Integrated Nutrition program, I learned about the various plant-based diets and their health benefits. First, I wanna clarify something. I'm going to use the term plant-based instead of vegan during this episode. The two terms can be used interchangeably, but obviously just because you're plant-based does not make you vegan, aka not eating any animal products at all. 
And of course, there are a whole range of different styles of eating. If you go down the plant-based route, from eating mostly raw foods to being vegetarian, of course, you've got vegan, uh, and even just eating fruit. But what I really want to try and get across in this episode is try not to get caught up with labels. Instead, focus on what you're eating and does it work for you? Alex is now going to share his experiences going plant-based. Hey guys, my name is Alex and I have been vegan or plant-based for the last year and a few months. Um, I don't like the word vegan because it's a loaded term. People make a certain assumptions about you when you say that you're a vegan. So I just prefer to say that I'm plant-based. Um, it's funny because before becoming vegan, I had a friend on my podcast and we discussed the possibility of me ever becoming vegan and I gave him a really facetious answer where I essentially said that I would never ever ever do that and then six months later I was experimenting with it. (laughs) So it's quite funny how life works out that way. Um, I guess you shouldn't get too tied down to your identity. Um, But anyway, I guess the thing that enticed me to become vegan was the documentary Game Changers. I know that did it for a lot of people and the part in the documentary that interested me the most was um, when they were talking about the endothelium function um, and that is the the walls of the arteries and the idea is that when you eat meat these walls become inflamed and that makes it more difficult for blood to pass through the body and go to the muscles and I had noticed that before because I've competed my whole life through um, football and later on jiu-jitsu um, whenever I'd eaten meat I'd find it a lot harder to move I'd feel a lot more sluggish and I couldn't perform as well so that was why I tried to um, experiment with veganism is in order to get some kind of performance advantage especially because I wanted to train twice a day and you can't train in the daytime and then have some meat and then train in the evening it's very hard at least for me I know some people are different and um, but certainly for me uh, that was the case and since trying it I was able to train twice a day without feeling as sluggish you know um, so that's my protocol now whenever I've got uh, two training sessions in the day I'll I'll eat plant-based um, and you know I'll still have things like dairy with Greek you know through Greek yogurt or something like that um, or if I'm going to someone's house I'll be vegetarian rather than vegan I just won't eat meat anymore um, as well as for ethical reasons and and uh, you know uh, stuff like that um, so I was I'd say I was vegan for about a year and then after that I started to be a little bit more lenient um, especially you know when you're going around your parents house and they're cooking for you you can't impose your veganism onto them and it's only a temporary thing um, I just don't eat meat um, the transition was interesting to becoming vegan because I had a lot of dairy and stuff in my fridge still and that's one thing I would say to anyone considering to make a switch um, just go through your non-vegan foods first that you have in the fridge and make sure that you have no more vegan foods inside the house when you begin your journey because n- no more non-vegan foods because it's uh, it's difficult to not fall back into it so that's what my advice is eat all your non-vegan foods first and then start with a clean slate and um, 
I guess for me it was really easy to to be plant-based because I've got uh, my culture is uh, cultural background is Greek and we have a lot of veggies a lot of salad and uh, that's kind of how we eat and um, it wasn't difficult for me to make that transition I know for a lot of people that are used to eating kind of meat and two veg it's it's like okay so what am I going to eat now just two veg you know Um, so I would say just go online and, and type in like protein pack salads or you know buddha bowls and you can find some really good recipes a book i recommend is called bosch by henry firth and ian Theesby. charlie actually gave me this book and it's got loads of great recipes in there um so yeah i say that if you're if you're um feeling a pull towards it i say experiment with it and even if you see that you like it but you can't keep it up indefinitely maybe you know eat plant-based four days a week five days a week you know i think it um balance is is quite important um and also being conscious of the times that you do eat meat and other um kind of dairy products but yeah thank you guys thank you for listening cheers alex michael pollan in his great book food rules and eaters manual guide summarized three of the most important food principles that i think we can all agree on Eat food, not too much, mostly plants. If we can all eat a wide variety of plants for most of our meals throughout the day, this would be a great foundation for living a healthy life. I'm sure we all know that plants are rich in natural sources, antioxidants and other vital nutrients for the body. And often, but not always, when we heat vegetables up, they lose some of their nutrients. So what I try and coach people in is have some of the vegetables eat throughout the day raw or just lightly steamed. For me, what works for me is I have often have a big salad for lunch with lots of raw vegetables. And it doesn't just mean having iceberg lettuce and tomatoes. It's a wide variety of different vegetables and often they're really tasty if you have them raw. And I also include some healthy fats with that and some protein. We can all agree as well that sugar is a very addictive food and we should try to reduce the amount of highly processed foods in our life really try to stick to single ingredient, whole, nutrient-dense food. Another point I want to bring up is the rejection of factory farm animals. This type of practice has massively increased over the last 50 years and a lot of these animals have been turned into highly processed meats and of course because of the inhumane conditions that often these animals are kept in, um, most of the Most of the animals contain a lot of hormones, steroids and other toxic residue from how they're they're living and also from the food they're eating because often they're not fed what they're supposed to and of course good to remember that you're not just what you eat, you need to think about the whole chain of events. So if you eat an animal that's pumped full of all these chemicals, had all the food that's ingested that's not meant to, you're going to be eating that and that's going to be turning into you. So it's... It's something to think about and I think we all need to kind of be become more aware of where our food comes from. Uh, yeah, I mean the food that you choose to buy does not just have a relationship to how you feel, it has a relationship to the people who grew and source food and to the planet. Often supermarkets have stripped us of our relationship to where our food comes from and the first thing we can all do is build a better relationship with our food. So just because you are vegan does not mean you're healthy. And just because you eat meat does not make you healthy. But what does an organized and informed vegan eat? Well, John Berardi, that's B-E-R-A-R-A-D-I, 
who has a PhD in nutrition and has founded the Precision Nutrition School Explains. They tend to eat more whole, seasonal, locally produced and unprocessed food than most omnivores. This means things like raw nuts and seeds, whole grains like quinoa and amaranth, and a locally grown bounty of fruits and vegetables. That's all they eat and they make sure they do it right. Eating a wide range of real food is key to make sure that if you are vegan or mostly plant-based, you get all of the essential amino acids. These are the building blocks of protein every single day. And of course you're reducing sugar and industrial omega-6 heavy vegetable oils. However, it is good to be aware that diets high in plant foods contain a ton of fiber and lectins. And so when eaten excess, it prevents the digestion and absorption of other nutrients. It can also upset the stomach, leading to diarrhea, gas, and bloating. Now, of course, this isn't with everyone, but it's good to be aware. I definitely had more digestion issues when I was vegan. And one way to kind of work around this is to prepare your foods how our ancestors would have done them. For example, soaking beans and lentils to reduce the gas effects of them. And this also increases the amino acid bioavailability. If you are reducing the amount of animal products you eat, but still want to include a few things, one option is to have a few eggs a week, one portion of fish a week, and one portion of organ meat a week, for example, chicken liver. And over time, you can slowly reduce this, check in with yourself. If you exercise a lot, you may want to include some extra protein in the form of, you can get like brown rice, hemp, or pea protein. They're great sources uh, of protein to use. And it goes back to the 80-20 approach. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, you can be plant-based 80% of the time and then sometimes as Alex said when you go to friends houses when you stay with parents or when you want to make sure you know you treat yourself sometimes have a few things here and there to make sure you've got all your um, nutrients covered I want to talk now about the Seaspiracy Netflix documentary that came out this year as I watched it this week in my this is just my opinion and the opinion of others who I've researched who know more about this field than me. The film was right to highlight commercial fishing as a huge threat to marine biodiversity and I agree that farm fishing is not the way to go. Eating no fish is an option and can work for some people. I now want to bring in an expert's view on this so it's Bryce Stewart who's a marine ecologist and fisheries biologist who's been researching this area for 20 years. And he says that the biggest error in the film, although he agrees with a lot of it, the biggest error in the documentary is to say that sustainable fisheries don't exist. This is like saying that sustainable agriculture doesn't exist. And I wanted to dive into that briefly. I agree with the documentary. There's a lot of wide scale, large companies that are not doing what they say they're doing, especially um, they might put things on the label of food saying, oh yeah, we're sustainable this stuff but actually it's, it's a complete lie and it's just for their shareholders. However, there are small pockets, small companies who are doing all they can to support people and have the most ethical way of gathering fish. And there's one such company, I'm no way affiliated with them, it's just that I choose to buy the fish and it's the only kind of um, fish I choose to buy from. They're called Fish Forever. If you do choose to eat fish, it's definitely, as I said before, better to pay more for well-fished fish and eat less. Fish forever are very different to most of the fishing companies. They have no impact on the sea floor. 
There's no illegal fishing. They treat the staff well. They support local boats and fishing communities. There's no dodgy ingredients or chemicals with them. Everything they do is organic and they're not part of the Marine Stewardship Council and they do not have the dolphin friendly logo on their packaging because both organizations, as pointed out in the documentary, are exploiting the problem. I've put a link in the show notes explaining more about what Fish Forever do and their fishing practices. My point is that the gathering of all different types of food is complicated and ethically conflicted and I would have liked Seaspiracy to bring more nuance to this conversation. The demand for factory farm animal products is a cause of deforestation as land is cleared to make room for animals. But the same can be said for monocrop farming like soy, wheat, corn and other grains. And this is a lot of damage to the environment in terms of habitat destruction and species eradication. It is never a black and white issue and there are a lot of vegan products that have a lot of soy, wheat, corn in them. So whatever your stance is, the main thing is trying to choose as much local seasonal organic food as possible and as much whole foods as possible that doesn't support factory farming or monocrop farming. I want to just dive into some supplements that I would recommend taking if you are vegan or mostly plant-based. Now remember, if you're going to cut out a food group, you need to be careful that you're not going to get any nutritional deficiencies. One supplement company that I recommend, and yeah, I don't have any ties to them at all, is Vegetology. I'll put a link to their stuff in the show notes. They have a really good multivitamin tablet that has higher amounts of vitamins and minerals in it that usually you wouldn't get if you are vegan. For example, iron, iodine, lysine, it's got a vitamin B complex, which obviously has got B12 in it, and vitamin D, because a lot of vitamin D supplements are derived from sheep's wool. So if you are vegan, you wanna choose a vitamin D supplement that isn't derived from this. Also, it's good to supplement either in food form or a pill form with DHA, because often people who are vegan are low on DHA, because you usually find this in fish. However, you can find the precursor to DHA in chia seeds and flax seeds, but it doesn't readily convert very well. So the best thing is either to use supplement or to use algae sources such as spirulina or chlorella. I think for everyone, no matter if you're eating animal products or not, you should try and get a blood test at least once a year. Um, I've done it before in NHS, but there are various other online companies that do as well. I want to finish this episode by saying that the plant-based movement is definitely growing and I'm excited to see what happens in the next 10 years and hopefully bring more awareness to eating more plants and vegetables in your diet, the reduction of factory-farmed animals, and I'm looking forward to there being more research done on plant-based living. At the moment, there's a lot of observational studies that have been done on animal products and how they affect someone's health, but they're pretty much all related to processed factory farm meat, not grass-fed, grass-finished meat that are eaten by healthy people. So yeah, I'm looking forward to more research done on that area. My health practices for you this episode are, if you're thinking of going more plant-based, can you reduce the amount of animal products that you eat so that you can afford to buy a smaller amount of good quality animal products? Secondly, can you start to introduce more raw vegetables into your diet? For example, you have a big old salad for lunch. If you have any questions, or if you want to know more about my health coaching, you can contact me at charlietunmore at gmail.com. 
That's T-U-N-M-O-R-E. I am not a doctor, so please do not substitute this information for medical advice. Thank you for listening. Please write a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with friends and family to empower them to take ownership over their own health. Health is a practice, not an idea.